0: Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. On your holiday shortened week, Fantone and I are both very excited. This is the first thing Fantone said to me when I walked through the door, he's like, Buddy,
1: we just got the three to do, and then we're done. I've uh, I've heard the argument already this morning of like, well, you still gotta shove five pounds of crap into a three pound bag, and nah. I'm like, I'll take it. I don't care, dude. I'll start shoving stuff in there right now. do doesn't I, matter to me. I don't understand that theory really. I
0: um I feel like we'll be all right. We got just the 3 to do. We'll be fine.
1: I think more than anything it's like dude, you got to keep in mind here, the hardest part of our job isn't like the pounds of crap that we have. It's waking up. It's waking up. It's in the waking morning. up. So right. like if I only have to do that 3 times, dude, your boy's pumped.
0: Yeah, I'm going to read the internet. I'm going to do all that anyway. It's just the kind of person I am. So, you know what I mean? Even when we're off work, I'm still going to honestly, I don't I won't write the rundown. You know, I won't put that together, but I'll still read all the stories I would have read anyway. I always talk about how I'm going to avoid it, and then I never do it. I don't. There's something about me. I don't know how can't to check out. I can't check out. I have a hard time with it. As a matter of fact, coming up at seven thirty, we're going to talk about that because somebody forced me into it, and it was the best part of my whole weekend. Okay, and I'm going to fix this for everybody, okay. and at 7.30 we'll do that. How was your weekend?
1: Uh, it was pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Um, the uh, the two big eventful things of the weekend. Uh, last night uh, it was Survivor Series, and I know you don't necessarily care, but... Uh, except for the fact that your boy was at the first ever Survivor Series, Richville Coliseum. My dad bitched the whole way. Well, of course he did. It was an absolutely star-studded lineup last night. Um, a, a ton of great matches. The action... I woke up this morning to watch it. Watched Is that still a pay per Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no such thing as pay-per-view anymore. It's not like you can order it off of... You can order it through your cable company. You just have to go through the WWE network. That's the only way you can do that stuff yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I it smart. was smart. It was good. It was. It was good. But at the same time, they left money on the table last night, and I feel like that's probably always the case with WWE, is like, as a fan, I watch it and I'm like, Oh, I could have made that storyline better. I could have made that storyline better. Story better. I could have made that storyline better. But I can't believe I'm going to do this. Let me Let me hear it. What happened? All right, uh, let me let, let me I huh? need I need more WWE. Alright. Because apparently, dude,
0: you're all pissed at the NXT now, which is Ow. like the minor leagues. Not
1: Not pissed at it. I mean, it's just, just, there's only so many hours of the week, and especially recently that I've been able to dedicate to professional wrestling, and NXT was Saturday night. They had war games, which was pretty sweet, but no, Survivor Series blew it out of the water, I felt like. um, Your boy John Cena was a little disappointing last night, though. Came out, didn't really do anything, got eliminated kind of early, so I don't know. I just felt like they left money on the table, Uh, but I'd give it a thumb up. Maybe not two, but a thumb up last night. Uh, And the other big story of the weekend, And the Christmas bar, dude. The Christmas bar on Friday night. So we drove by it. And swamped. Bruh. Swamped. Bruh. Insane. I think that thing's going to do big numbers. I know it is, dude. I mean, it was the soft open, so it was like you had to be a Facebook fan or you had to have some sort of invites or something like that. But I mean, I, just from the moment like the doors opened at four o'clock till midnight, when we had to like turn the music off to get people to leave, it was insane.
0: I don't want to go too far here, okay? But people are giving them crap. Why is that? Like, um, I think there are, I think there are fellow restaurant tours uh, and bar owners who are unhappy haters. who are making phone calls trying to cause problems. Haters is yeah. what we're going to call Yeah. It. No, he does. For real. Like, I, I heard the story the other day. He's got bar haters in the area who are pissed about that because they know it's like for six weeks he's going to mop it up and then he's going to close it down. So all their customers are going to leave for a while. And what they're worried about is people are – creatures of habit so next thing you know well once that closed down well maybe they'll just start going over to TDs right. they've been trained to go over there right. and so I think there are people in the community who are really pissed at Scott right I think, now
1: well I mean uh, I think the thing I'll say about that is but that, that's like, smart business right that's how it's how you make that, money in America it's by being <laughs> like, ahead of the curve um, and, and, and Christmas is definitely a time when people go out to bars I would say that's probably the only stretch of winter where people are really like oh well I'll go out back into town I'm here to, yep. to see the
0: family let's yep. get together have a drink. Frank, my family's making me nuts. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, like, this is one of the rare times during the winter. That's true. December, January, February, not a lot of people going out. Usually it's pretty dark, it's cold, nobody wants to be out there. But fair. Christmas is the thing that gets you out there. That's fair. And all of a sudden, if you're not sitting on my bar stool, you're sitting on that Christmas bar's bar stool. Yeah, I would assume that there would be some yeah, there's, out there. There's some people who are making calls trying to Haters. make it uh, trying to make his life hard. You want to talk about a war on Christmas? You want to talk about a war on Christmas? That's fair. That is the war on Christmas, dude. That Christmas Christmas bar opens Black Friday at noon. Your boy will be there. So Friday. you start at noon on Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a special event tomorrow night. Actually, uh, Keith Kennedy's wife is going to be in attendance. She's going to be a celebrity guest bartender for us tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? So, yeah. Oh, I bet I can weasel my way in there. I into bet that. you can find your way in there. I bet I can weasel dude, my way in I can't tell you that. how many people ask me, like, yo, where's Stansbury? Yo, she where's loves Stansbury. Me, yo, where's Stansbury? And I was like, dude, I don't know if Stansbury's ever going to be in here. <laughs> no, I'm coming. going No, I got to.
0: I, uh, there's uh, actually your girlfriend, myself. And a former employee of this bank of radio stations here are all getting together to come see you. I don't know when that is. Those two girls, those two women, haven't gotten together and told me what the plan is. I just—I told your woman. I was like, "Dude, just tell me when when it's coming
1: down. Just tell me where to be." Right. What uh, what, what are the trials and tribulations of Sanbury this weekend? What do you got? So Friday man
0: I just uh, we I did drive by there I was like all right cuz Scott hit me up he's like dude if you, he's like if you want to come by come by right. and I was like all right so I drove by it and I was like oh my god it looks too big I don't even want to be in there it was like it just there's way too many people so I stayed I stayed in and then Saturday dude I went to a perfect circle and they were so I didn't realize this that band hasn't toured in 6 years I didn't re- realize that wow because I was trying to think, I was like, "When's the last time I saw a perfect circle?" And everybody's like, "Well, dude, it had to be 04 at the Tower City Amphitheater because that's the last time they played." I was like, "Okay, well, yeah." I was like, "You know what I mean?" And so, but outside of like that, like apparently they have not toured six years or whatever it's been. And so it felt like you know I was like, "Man, I haven't seen this band in forever," and they were so so good. I mean, they were so good. There's, a, I'm gonna get into this at 7:30 because he's kind of Maynard's the kind of guy that forced me to check out. And at, when I got more time, we'll get into it. But there are bands that I like more that whose show I saw this year that I did not enjoy as much as A Perfect Circle. There's the difference between... This is like when I played Brookside and I came back and I said, there's a difference between a place you go play golf and a golf course. And Brookside is a golf course. There's a difference between a band and an artist. In A Perfect Circle, Maynard, he's an artist.
1: I don't love A Perfect Circle or any of Maynard's projects, really, but I definitely understand what you're saying. It's and not a band. Sure, I'm sure that's the case. It's an I
0: artistic so. endeavor. It's a completely different thing. And at 7.30, he forced everybody to check out, and we're going to get into it, because plenty of people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, like, add the opinions on it, because he was forcing us to be different than what we want to be, and a lot of people got opinions on it, so we'll get into that at 7.30. Every single hour on the program this morning, you have a shot at $1,000. Your first one is right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. (laughs) That's (laughs) BILLS to 200-200. ROCK 106.9. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on ROCK 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from WinningFornextyear.com. Get his take on the Browns now having lost thirty-five out of the last thirty-seven games they played in. Yikes! Yikes! Remember they were going to win six games this year. Everybody told me in preseason
1: I was a Browns hater. You're just a hater. No, they're bad. I, uh, they're bad. It's gotten to a point now. It's like there's almost nothing to say. You know what I mean? Like, what is there? What is there to say? They're just the, possibly the worst team in the history of sports. When are we making this major league? You know what I
0: mean? Like, they did it over the Indians because that's what you have me thinking. It's like now I'm just thinking of Bob Uger just right.
1: hugging booze in the booth because, right. like, what are those guys talking about all game? Oh, my God, dude. You can only imagine. And, and you know how. Like
0: it, Donovan, right? That's who still does that. Mm-hmm, Poor Jimmy D.
1: At least then you have, like, the action to kind of hide behind as bad as the action is. I was going to say, dude, they scored seven points. Not a lot of action. I'm saying the pregame when it's like, dude, like, you know, Munch does it on WTAM. Oh, where for, like, yeah. five hours, they have to sit there live <laughs> on location. The worst. No,
0: I think the worst would be the fifth quarter. Oh. Those guys that do like oh. wrap up live in the bar like, oh, brutal.
1: And at least, you know, there's some broadcasts where, you know, like Munchman's able to say what he wants to say. Now, if you're Nate Zagura and you're hired by the Cleveland Browns, like that fifth quarter every to time, toe that line, right, it's got to be like, well, the Browns did this right. And it's like, no, they didn't. No. They did nothing right. No. Yeah, it was bad, dude. It was bad. I was supposed to go to that game yesterday. Plans got canceled on me on Saturday. Oh, how happy were you? Oh, thank you. Jesus, thank you. How happy were you? I'm So happy. I didn't watch the
0: game yesterday. Again, watch now as I I work it. I'm a cord cutter into the conversation. Here it is. Here it is. No, but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. Sunday's the hardest day. It's the hardest day for sure not to have TV. Really? Yeah, it Sitting was around. I was bored yesterday. A, a great deal because I couldn't go golfing, way too cold. Right. And I was just like, man, this is this is kind of boring. Like it's like I there is something about football whether or not you love it or not, it's there for you. It's comfort food. It's a blanket. It's and so like all day yesterday there was moments where I was like legitimately missing it. And um although I did end up watching Jim and Andy on Netflix, which is about Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in Man, Man, on Man on the, the Moon. Moon. The Moon yeah. And apparently, what had happened is Jim Carrey hired a film crew to document him playing Andy Kaufman, and the movie studio at the time wanted nothing to do with it because Andy and his alter his alter ego Tony Clifton right. were both such big like dicks about everything that they did that the movie studio didn't want anybody to think Jim Carrey was an awful person okay. because he never left character like ever as a matter of fact Jerry the King Lawler big part of that right? and Jerry was like you know in the movie was like Andy and I when the cameras were off were laughing buddies friends he's like Jim's awful all the time like he's just being Andy Kaufman even when the cameras are off and those two legitimately did not like one another during that filming
1: I'm sure that method style of acting there does you know I'm sure it grinds gets a little pretentious especially when you're doing that you know what I mean like at least with Daniel Day-Lewis it's like all right well that guy's like you know I don't want to say an upper echelon actor but it's like dude Jim Carrey I don't know if it's I think
0: Jim Carrey honestly I I will say this as I'm selective on the Jim Carrey movies like the mask hated it Ace Ventura hated it I like Jim Carrey. Like the Truman Show was good. I like you know, th- th- like he's done a bunch of movies that I did
1: like. Stands very like serious, Jim Carrey.
0: I like the series, like the really? number twenty three. I like that movie. Really? I like that movie. I like some of his stuff, but like the Ace Ventura, like I'm out on that. I, I, but again, dude, I don't like Austin Powers. I don't get into any of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
1: that's that real sticky comedy that I Ooh. guess you wouldn't like. But I am surprised because I think most people would probably be co- opposite of that, where it's like, no, give me Jim Carrey slapstick, give me Jim Carrey, you know, Fire Marshal. I'm bill. very opposite. Give me, give me, you know, and, and when he gets serious, that's when people dislike. Like him, but all right.
0: But um, and here's what's crazy is I that sticky stuff kind of makes me crazy. Although I was a big Andy Kaufman fan, I really did like Andy Kaufman, and so like you know what I mean.
1: Eight. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, even still now, though, like I get why he was great and all that, but like, and Man on the Moon was a really good movie. That, if you're into documentary type stuff, that was actually very, very, very good. But yesterday was a hard day, not to have the television, not to have the, not to have the football,
1: the NFL football. It though, was hard. See,
0: yeah, it really was. Um, here's what else is hard, and we'll talk to Scott about this coming up at eight o'clock. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, all won yesterday. All of them. So this guy's not even good this year. They still find a way to win games. Pittsburgh put up forty against Tennessee. Forty. I think Baltimore beat Green Bay now without Aaron Rodgers, but still, the other three teams in your division all win yesterday. You score seven points in your home field. They were spotted seven and a half by Blake Bortles. Seven and a half. <laughs> Their own field. Bro, 35 out of 37 games. Not good. Not good. Dude, as a guy who's been pro-Hugh all year, all last year... When they fire him, I'm going to have to stand there and go, all right, I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to get okay with it. I think, it honestly, it sets you back longer. It takes more time now to build a foundation because, honestly, it's going to be a couple of more people and that you got to bring in, this and that. I think it sets you back. But, honestly, when you lose this many games in a row, whether I like them or not, I, I can't
1: argue it. Yeah, I mean, you are what your record says you are, and uh, I think it's not necessarily – Fair that that's the case, but it is the case. So it's like, well, dude, you got to you got to deal with that. I still think he has a chance to save his job. He's got six games left. All he has to do is win one, and maybe he keeps it if he wins two.
0: Dude, you you say that all he's gonna do is win one? They lost
1: thirty five of thirty seven. It's a little harder than we're making. I still stand firm that the Browns do not go zero sixteen this year. I still stand firm. On really? That. Yeah, I don't think it happens.
0: Right, I'll have to pull up the. I'll have to pull. I don't know. I don't know the remaining games on the schedule. They got
1: three divisional games. They got a team with each one of those. So half.
2: Of them are divisional, and Oof. then I don't know who else is on like it. Like I said, still.
0: all three of those teams won yesterday. We'll get Scott's take. WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do that 8 o'clock. A third of you swear you're going to do this on Thursday, and I don't think there's any way it's possible. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069.
2: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Kansas Rock Station. Rock 1069. Hey guys, you got
0: Sandsbury here with the hookup on a great job. Star Leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking to make a career move with a great company, Star Leasing can be it. If you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then Star Leasing is definitely the company for you. They are employee owned and they offer amazing 401k, medical, dental, and vacation. If you have the knowledge and know-how and can lift 40 pounds, call my good friend Wendy at 440-232-4888. Again, that number, 440-232-4888 for Star Leasing. Rock
2: 106.
0: Nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Coming up December 1st. Long haul against hunger. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the strip from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. Taking food cash donations. We've done this the last few years here at Rock 106.9. You guys have come out in record numbers every year. And Phantom pointed this out last week. And I agree that we want to beat Keith Kennedy. Even though we pay for it all year for beating him in this thing every year. But we do. So it would be cool if you guys stopped by, brought a uh, non-perishable food item to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank.
1: Cool thing is, is we will be at Giant Eagle's. So if you want to stop by and, you know, go grab stuff from Giant Eagle, that'll be very easy for you to do. Um, But yeah, dude, beating that, uh, beating, beating, beating that handmade man over there. dude. That's a very important thing and stands very nice years. Absolutely. Please help us out. I love
0: burying that dude in everything. That's it. That's all. That's, that's, that's all, all right. that needs to be said on there. All right. I can't wait for 730. I can't wait to get into that A Perfect Circle show at 730. All I right. can't wait to tell you about that. So Thursday's Thanksgiving. Indeed it is. Hard to believe, right? Thursday's Thanksgiving. This year flew by for me. Man. Fast. Man. So most of you will be with your families, you'll you know put the kids in the car, you'll take a 40-minute trip over to so-and-so's house, your aunt, your uncle, whoever, and you'll all get together. And you'll undoubtedly be around a table with a bunch of people that you know and love, but that you probably don't see all the time. And people are very different than what you think they are, like even in who they pretend to be when they're hanging out with you. And there's a new poll out that I don't believe that says nearly one-third of Americans are going to avoid talking politics over Thanksgiving dinner. And let's expand Thanksgiving dinner to Thanksgiving when you're there in the house all day. Like you might not do it at the table, but let's not pretend that you're not going to be able to avoid politics over Thanksgiving. Here's the thing. One third of Americans say they're going to avoid it. Here's why I don't buy this poll at all. This is a poll That's asking you about your behavior that ultimately has nothing or can have nothing to do with you. It can absolutely be your intention to avoid talking politics over Thanksgiving, but you don't control what everybody else says. And eventually this is going to come out. It's just the world now. And we have a newsmaker in chief. Not only a president, but we have a newsmaker-in-chief. We have a guy who likes to make headlines for both what he's doing inside the political beltway and what he thinks outside of it. I'm not giving you an opinion on how I feel about that. It's just the reality. That's who he is. He likes to make headlines over the political realm and outside of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the president's always a newsmaker, but exceptionally in this case. I mean... He likes to be in, in the news. undeniable.
0: And so I don't know how you're going to get through Thanksgiving without talking about this. How are you going to do it? Whether you're with people you agree with, those people always want to be validated and they're going to look to you to validate. Or there's going to be people who know that you two disagree and they'll, and honestly, there's and either side, by the way, this is left or right, will kind of like poke you in the ribs about it. And eventually stuff's just going to come out. You're not going to be able to avoid this conversation.
1: Um I, I I can guarantee I know at my mom's house I can guarantee there will be no political talk like 100% that's for sure. Number 1 if 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 there were it would turn it would turn into immediately my mom would be like shut up I don't care about that you're not doing that at Thanksgiving here. Like that that's for sure. That
0: is very rare. Um and That is not the standard, or that is not the rule that will that will take place all Thanksgiving. For
1: for the other Thanksgiving celebrations I'll be at this year, and I'm sure it'll be at least one or two other ones. I've never talked politics with anybody in my girlfriend's family before. Um, And any time that it would start to like go around that subject, I would try to deflect. I would try to be like, all right, let's try to avoid that. I know there's no victory here. Whether you agree with me or not, this isn't the platform for us right now. The
0: people who want to be having these conversations are looking for you to deflect, and then you hear stuff like this, coward. When you hear facts, look at that Once a liberal gets faced with facts, they shut right up Like dude, that I'm telling you, nobody's going to be able to avoid this Nobody Not when the president's making conversations about the other things At the the dinner table that you guys normally talk about Like the NFL, like he's back at the NFL right now He's mad at Marshawn Lynch Who apparently sat for the American National Anthem And then stood for Mexico's National Anthem and now ass is saying they should suspend them the rest of the year and this and that the president is talking about your most favorite watched pastime and some of you are so hyper about the NFL not right now that you're lying about how you're not watching meanwhile do the president talking about how ratings And attendance are way down. First of all, the ratings are not way down in the NFL. They're not. That's a complete and utter lie. It is a lie. They're numbers on a piece of paper. You can look at those numbers on that piece of paper online. It's very easy to find. That is a right. Ratings in the NFL are not down. That is a 100% fabrication. Now, attendance, I don't know. That may be down a little bit. I don't know. I have not seen that. I know people like to show me those photos of the stadium sitting empty, and then I always say, well, look at the scoreboard. It tells you right there that there's three minutes left in halftime, and people aren't coming back to their seats yet.
1: I will tell you Brown's game yesterday was half if that.
0: Well, again, it started to snow yesterday, and the team put up seven points in the last ten years. They're not good. I can't use the Browns as a barometer to attendance. But I don't know how you think you're gonna get in and out of your grandma's house and mashed potatoes and yams without talking about the president. It's not going to happen. It's a little bit sad. But I think this is the way it's always been. I mean, wasn't weren't my parents sitting around the dinner table talking about Reagan? Right? Like I gotta imagine. Like I, I just think this is just what we do. I don't think you're gonna avoid I don't think you're going to avoid it at all. And maybe honestly you shouldn't. There are a lot of people in this country who are upset with the leadership that they have that feel like, honestly, people not engaging in conversations, how we ended up that way. But one of the reasons why I'm looking not to go other places for my Thanksgiving is because I want to avoid these types of conversations because of what I have to do every day to make a living. That's part of the reason why people say, Oh, you should come to my aunt's house or you should come to this. No, I'm not going because I don't want to have these conversations on Thursday. It's legitimately a day off for me and I want it to be a day off. This is what I do every day. I don't have to do it with my uncle every day, thank God. But I don't think you're going to get to avoid this stuff at all. Not even a little bit. I think if you're—if that's what you're expecting, I think you're nuts. Evil itself came to an end yesterday. Not all of it, but a small piece of evil came to an end yesterday. We'll get you clued in next on Rock 106.9. show, Rock 106.9. And welcome back to The Sansbury Show. And Rock 106.9, minutes away now from getting you hooked up with $1,000. Your next keyword it happened seven ten. Some of you may be waking up to this news this morning that Charles Manson, 83, died of natural causes. You may remember those brutal killings back in August of 1969, started at the home of uh, actress Sharon Tate and her husband, former uh, movie actor or famed movie actor. I guess he still does some stuff. Roman Polanski he was probably out outside of the country molesting kids at that point. The next evening, another set of murders took place. Supermarket executive um, Leno... Labianca and his wife were killed at their home, and you remember they wrote um, Helter Skelter in blood and those kinds of things. I didn't—I had forgotten about this. Um, apparently, Manson wanted to start a race war and hoped that the Black Panthers would be blamed for the killings. Yeah, and that's I, what that whole thing was about.
1: I mean, I know the um, what I want to say, the political movements of the time were kind of uh, a big inspiration for what he did and kind of what he and it, it makes sense. I mean, you have to take what's around you and, and turn that into a message that people want to consume. So I'm sure in that time in the late 60s, early 70s, that was a very that was very low hanging fruit.
0: I just if I'm thankful for one thing, it's that I'm smart enough not to get duped by a cult leader. Like, I don't understand how grown people get duped by that.
1: Um, like,
0: how does that happen? Like, how does Manson happen? How does, um, what was that? That guy in Waco, Texas with the David, what was it? Uh, it's a Koresh. Was that, do I have that right? Um, that guy that like that leader of Waco, Texas, like, I don't understand how these guys who never look like much, who never really sound like much, always get like grown people into their, I will never get it.
1: I think it's just knowing what to exploit in people, and like, yes, that's I, sad. I, I certainly don't think at any point am I ever going to be, you know, um, a, a potential candidate for a cult. But I think there are plenty of people out there um, who who are looking for an answer, who are looking for validation, who are looking for something to make them feel like, hey, I'm I'm a part of something.
0: I wonder if Facebook's led to the like like to the decline of cults a little bit because like that's kind of what it is. Like you you can find each other. Now
1: this way. And you can just like kind of spew your hatred back and forth with one another. That I'm way. a little bit surprised that it hasn't led to more of it. I'm a little bit surprised that it hasn't like increased.
0: I would have, I mean, Charles Manson was like, the, like the picture of evil, my entire life, like my entire life.
1: Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you know, obviously this happened before you were born, but still like, I would imagine that that decade after he, oh, was he was the, the guy,
0: right. he was the guy. He, he was like, he was like the perfect picture of evil for most people in this country. And that's the reason why I wanted to talk about it this morning is because he dies and it doesn't feel like an event at all. And you know why that is the Internet Manson was scary because he you thought he was the only one now that you have the Internet and everybody's studying serial killers and you realize every town's got a killer of like four women who this guy killed four women and this guy there's a million of these dudes now and so therefore dude Manson doesn't feel like anything anymore. He doesn't feel like much It's because we see all of the evil in the world every minute of every single day. Manson was a big deal because it's what the news put on the news, and that's the only place you could get stuff like that. Now you have websites, and A&E does stories, and the confession tapes, and Mindhunter, and all this stuff, and where all this stuff now seems almost, on some sick level, normal. It doesn't seem out of bounds.
1: I think more than anything to me, as as I look back on this and I really, you know, I, this was well before I was born. So I didn't like wait, I, I was I didn't like, you know, grow up with like a healthy fear of Manson. It was just kind of like, yeah, I know that story and I know that. Um, to me, when you say seven brutally murdered bodies, seven just doesn't sound like a lot anymore. Where, like, maybe fifty, you know, or thirty years ago, there was a little bit of like, you know, seven dead. That's that's a, such a big high number. Nowadays, seven feels like you're right. It feels like nothing. Honestly,
0: to me. if it's not ten or more, right? You're probably honestly, if it's not ten or more, you're probably not making the front page.
1: If I mean, if and that's that's a big like if in the sense of like these were murders over a, a course of time we're I mean we've talking you know re- stories recently where there's been 50 dead bodies where yes where the 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 cult aspect feels very scary but like to say like he was evil personified barely even like barely well that's heard, well that's know. part
0: of what i'm saying you're agreeing with what i'm saying which is dude all the information we have now leads to what manson did doesn't feel crazy like and he was just the first one of these he's what started all of this this is what started like let's look into this let's figure out what's going on there was I mean obviously a little bit before that but Manson was like one of those big crimes where honestly it, it's like he died and it's like because of everything else I have with the internet it doesn't feel like, a, like this doesn't feel like an event at all where if Charles Manson would have died when I was in high school it would have been a worldwide event
1: I, I guess maybe a part of the thing that makes his story a little bit different too versus like you know what happened in Vegas or something is that yes, one person can go crazy and start killing and, like, do terrible things. But the fact that he was able to bring other what seemed like normally normal, normal people. people, right, sane people into this madness, I guess maybe that's a big part of the fear as well.
0: It's For me, it's it just is never underestimate how stupid somebody else can be. Like, I can't believe people could get duped into this, into Jonestown, into the, I like, how are you, you're an intelligent, or what should be, an intelligent adult person. I get how kids get duped into the backseat of a car over candy, like, that I get. But how does a grown person get duped into drinking cool, like, into, like, I don't get this. I don't get it. You're an idiot. <laughs> I just, I don't get
1: it. I mean, you know, you not necessarily, you can't say these people are murderers or anything, but I think plenty of people will point to religions and be like, well, it happens every day. At least there,
0: and I knew somebody was going to go there, at least there, the messaging is ultimately good. The messaging about these, uh, about these cults It eventually gets to, let's say they start as good, right? Because that's what people are going to say is, well, they don't start with Jonestown. He starts with this and then moves you into that. Right. But at the moment, somebody's like, hey, we're all going to drink this Kool-Aid and die out. That's when I'm like, all right, you know what? This message has shifted from what I remember. I'm getting out of here.
1: Um, I, I, I agree with you on that point. I think the counterpoint to that—making I mean, me
0: drink grape juice, telling me it's God's blood—it's not actually blood. No, you see what I'm saying?
1: No, but turning your head against you know horrific crimes that countless people did for their church. Well, I think again, would be the, I've said know, if,
0: if you know if your local country club was doing what your priests were doing, so, you would never go back.
1: So, with all that being said, you know I agree with you. There's a bit of like, how does this happen? But it happens time and time and time again. Maybe not to this extent, but I mean, you look at Scientology. You look at you know all these different like people. You know it's.
0: Because people want easy answers to questions they don't understand. Ultimately, that's how it happens, and that's what I'm saying. It's because they're dumb. More Stansbury Show right around the corner after you get hooked up with this $1,000.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword MONEY to 200
0: Welcome back to the Stan's Radio Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at eight o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com Get his take on Isaiah Crowell's swapping jerseys with Tayshon Gibson, who basically said he was happy to be out of here because the Browns organization is a mess. God, how could he say something like that? According to uh, according to Grossi, Deshaun Kaiser's worst game ever. I believe it was sixteen for thirty two, one hundred and seventy nine yards, a touchdown and one or a two picks. I believe it was. Although he was the team's leading rusher, I believe.
1: So that's good. It's not much of a bar there. That's
0: good. That's pretty good.
1: God, dude, when you have your quarterback as your leading rusher and a running back as your leading receiver, dude, your team's aft. Aft.
0: Yeah, they're not real good.
1: Not real good. Not real good. They're not real good.
0: So I've been wanting to talk about this since Saturday. All right. And I was like, you know what, dude? This is, uh, this is one of those moments where I'm actually thankful that I have this position I have. Okay. Because I noticed something, and I was like, I think people need to be talked to about this by somebody who they disagree with, and that you'll be able to hear me all the way out, and I may be able to convince you that I'm right. Okay. Okay? Okay. And Saturday night, I took a buddy of mine to go see a perfect circle. It was at CSU, the Wolfstein Center. And if you know Maynard, he's a weird dude. Like He doesn't like to do interviews, he doesn't like to take pictures, as a matter of fact, if you look at pictures of a perfect circle, he's never in the center of the photo. He puts Billy Howardell at the front of the photos as if to pass Billy off as the lead singer of the band. Because he knows most people are dumb, they're going to look at the photo of the band and just assume Billy's the lead
1: singer. Whoever's in the middle. That's that's how that's going to work,
0: right? And so much so that even Saturday night, he lowered the lights all the way down on his stage. Had Billy at the front of the stage, kind of like grabbing the microphone, looking like he was singing it, even though you know he's not. It's like he goes that far into this. He doesn't face the audience when he performs. There's usually like a silk screen in front of him. Instead, this year what they did is they all had like a separate platform. He was center stage in the back and just never really had the lights on him. That's just how he does. That's how it, what Maynard does. I said it this morning, I'll say it again. Is that there is a difference between a band and an artist. And A Perfect Circle and Maynard, he's an artist. He's not necessarily in bands. And so I'm all right with it because he's that good at what he does. And I understand that when he started, a little bit of mystery is probably going to help you a little bit, too. And that, you know, welcome to selling records. I get it. But he had put the word out that there was going to be a no cell phone policy at the show. Basically meaning don't be taking pictures of this show all night. Right? There were signs on on the doors when you walked in. There were signs on like the like the, the the like the curtain of your sections when you walked over to your seats. And they announced it via loudspeaker five times to that audience. So made perfectly clear. Right. I talked to a security guard at CSU yesterday morning who said they kicked out 40 people. He said that's on average we kick out 3 people per show. He's like that's a good average. We kicked out 40 people. I never noticed it. What I'm saying is, they put signs up, they announced this five times, and I'd say 85% of the audience obeyed the order. All I'm ever told is, well, people are on their phones, they love their phones, you can't get them to go back, can't put the pace back in the tube. A band that hasn't toured in six years, who hasn't had a hit in over ten, just told you not to do it, and like sheep, we just listened and didn't do it. Now it sounds like I'm making fun of the audience. I'm not. I'm proud of us. Let me tell you, I have seen probably this year alone, I bet 50 shows. I bet that's a conservative number. You got to remember, I work at a concert venue. So I've seen a lot of shows. You add like the 15 years I've been in radio, God, I can't even begin to, I mean, it's thousands of shows I've been to. I saw 10 bands this year that I like better. a perfect circle the one that's coming to the top of my mind easily will be guns N' roses i like guns N' roses way more than i like a perfect circle it's not even close the a perfect circle show was my favorite show this year and it's because we weren't part of it we weren't the show and it was awesome i couldn't believe how dark that venue was between songs it was great Nobody in my section was texting. Nobody in my section was on their phone taking photos, trying to be Instagram famous. Nothing. We all just sat there, had a couple of beers, and there was actually moments where I was watching the audience more than I was watching the stage, just kind of like rocking back and forth in unison to what was coming from the stage. And it hit me. Oh, yeah. This used to be about us. It used to be about us enjoying ourselves. A night out But we have gone from Oh my god I want to go to that To oh my god I want people to know I was there More artists need to do this Guns N' Roses is the first thing I thought of So a perfect circle A band that could not sell out CSU by the way Can get you to do this But one of the biggest bands in the world Can't No What it is 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 that Maynard still cares about his art. Guns N' Roses cares about your money. Hashtag it, bro. Go viral. Make everybody want to come see us. That's why we'll be able to charge $300 a ticket. Make everybody wish they were here. They've turned you into a promotional machine for their interest. And it was so obvious to me when I was sitting there watching a perfect circle, a guy that does not care at all about that. And I was thankful for it. Because I was like, man, now I got my tickets comped. But had I paid for my tickets, I would have been so much happier. Like, oh my God, look at me actually enjoying this show. I legitimately enjoyed that show. And it was because I wasn't trying to be, look at me, I'm here. Or look at this and let me record this. As a matter of fact, Jay-Z played last night. My friend Nikki was there. She was in the pit right off the stage left-hand side. She just sent me one of her videos, and all I see is camera phones in front of her. I don't even notice Jay-Z. All I see is photos of people, or phones in the air, people trying to take the picture of Jay-Z. I remember when this changed for me as a concert goer. I grew up in the flick your lighter era. They're about to play the ballad, man. Pull the lighters out, man. Home sweet home's coming, dude. And we were lighter people. And I remember I went and saw the Foo Fighters and Weezer at CSU, ironically. And I remember back then, it was like 2003, 4, 5-ish, somewhere in there. And I remember everybody had their phones up to create the light. And I remember thinking to myself and telling my girlfriend, things are going to be different. Things are going to be different from here on out. And they were. And by different, I mean worse. The concert experience has never been worse than it is right now. And I realized it's Saturday night And all, all I'm constantly told is Well, Americans, they want their phones Five times you were told via loudspeaker And you just did it Artists are too goddamn lazy these days And ultimately, it's them bitching about Well, the fans want it No, what they want is you to be a promotional machine for them Sorry, record label I'm sorry you fired the PR people That's who your promotional machine is why do I got to do it for you? I bought the tickets. Now, I saw some of this on my Facebook page, because I posted about this, of course, Sunday morning, and I saw this. Well, I paid for my ticket. I love that artist. I want pictures of that artist I paid to, and then love to see. Okay, well, th- that person behind you paid to see that band, too. Loves that band, too. They didn't pay to see your cell phone waving in the air. They didn't pay to see your phone obstructing their view of the show. It was never more apparent to me that 90% of what I see on a concert stage is a slap together BS product of something passing itself off as a band. And Saturday night, I saw an artist. And it reignited that love of live music that I have. That I've somewhat lost over the last few years because i am become one of you just trying to document the experience. Be jealous of me. I was there. Look how good my seats are that's who we are now and it's gross and it's not about the fact that we can't not do it a band that hasn't toured in six years got you to do it by saying it five times artists are falling down they're getting lazy it's lowest common denominator and it was never more apparent than it was saturday night to me and i've never i can't even tell you the last time i had more fun at the show than saturday night which, by the way, Maynard super political actually released a political record. Even said it. Yeah, in two thousand four, we had a political record. Everybody got mad at us. Never once did he go into his politics. Never once did he give me. And I know how much he hates Trump. I know all that, and he knows that I know it. And therefore, he. This is how Maynard feels about it. You bought the ticket to come see a perfect circle. You know who I am. I don't. Why am I going to tell you? You probably think like me. So why am I going to? Why am I going to preach to you? You bought the ticket. Here's passive. Yeah. An artist. It was awesome. Put your damn camera phones down. Live in the moment. I'm telling you, as a guy who was forced into it, didn't want to do it, on the way to the show, was a little bit pissed about it, was forced into it, was the best night I've had all year long. Not even remotely close. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on.
2: Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning Kent's Rock
0: Station 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at wrqk.com. If you missed anything from previous shows, you can grab it in the podcast over there. Uh, Those numbers have been steadily growing every month, and I appreciate you guys for that. My boss is very happy about that. As am I. I don't care when you guys listen. I would rather you listen all day every day, but uh, as, as long as you're consuming the product, I'm happy with it. I'm not gonna go all artist on you. Before the break, we were talking about a perfect circle Saturday night, and it was there, there. He instituted like a no camera rule, and I absolutely loved it. And of course, now it's my take is a little unpopular via social networking, and I expected that because again, you're the people that want to wave your cell phone cameras in the air and like obstruct my view and all that. And this guy says, "I disagree with you. I saw GNR and O3 no cell phones, not because they're an artist, but because Axl Rose is a jerk." Says, frankly, if you want to do a show as an artist, and not allow photography. Play the House of Blues. That way, everybody wins. I don't get the connection there. I don't really get the connection between that
1: and House of Blues. and That that I don't, that I
0: don't get. But I've taken plenty of photos at House of Blues shows, so I, I don't know. I don't
1: know what that means. Do you think it's? I mean, and I guess maybe the answer is both. But do you think it's more like I don't want you taking pictures, or it's more I don't want you sitting there checking your Facebook? Because that's where the problem comes for me. I don't care if, like, you put your phone up, you take a picture, or even a video. I don't care so much there. It's like if you're sitting there on Facebook, if you're sitting there, well, that's I th- the problem. Well, though.
0: one leads to two, right? Right. And so I right. think it's a, a yeah, it's a, I, I think you're right. It's the column A, column B there. Now, I'm a bad phone checker, right? Like, I'm constantly checking my phone. I have three screens in front of me. I still will have my phone out in front on, on the board because I'm like, all right, well, give me another one. I like the stimulation, so I get it, right? And there was a little bit of me, it was effort a little bit on Saturday night, like, dude, don't pull your phone out of your pocket right now. Don't check it. Just watch this. And there was a part of me that was like, well, I don't even know this song. Okay, well, you might learn a song then. You might find out you like a song then. No, I didn't. But, I, but the moment was so much better. I also feel, and I know this is going to sound like your dad telling me tell okay, things. Put your money away, kids. But I woke up Sunday, and I remembered the show a little bit better. And there was a little bit of me that I was like, man, I just reflected on it. like, Because I lived it. I didn't attend it. I lived it. And there was a difference in that. And it, albeit minuscule. But the I will tell you this, though. Twitter hates my take. Facebook seemed to like it. And I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means about users of it, which, and I'll tell you, I am probably I probably have a bigger following on Facebook than I do Twitter. I don't Twitter properly or as well as I probably should. But if that many people liked my Facebook post about it, I there might be signs of hope in that. There may be a glimpse of hope in that, that maybe we're going to get back to this a little bit.
1: I think all people probably would do better and whether it's a concert or you just your day-to-day life of being more in the moment. Um, and obviously it is 100% at the prerogative of the artist to do. So you bought those tickets, knowing that those were the rules. Those are the Those are the certain, you know, those, those are the terms and conditions you agreed to when you bought that ticket. So it's their choice to do. So I just can't see, I can't see that many other artists. I can't see that many other avenues in the sense of like, I don't think restaurants are going to necessarily buy into this because it is somewhat of a turnoff factor for a lot of people.
0: It, it, it is until I think they have to go through it. And then they realize, Oh my God, I just talked to my wife all night long. You know what? And I found out we're not as mad at one another as I thought. Or, oh, my God, I actually watched that movie, and it was good, instead of like having Twitter in my hand and being excited about the fact that I have 280 characters to tell people how terrible this is. That, oh, my God, because I actually sat there and watched it and didn't play on my phone during the whole thing, that I actually saw that plot twist that I completely would have missed otherwise, and I actually really liked that movie. Because I'm willing to bet that happens to me. Like Because everybody's been on me about how much I hate screen stuff right now. I'm like, yeah, dude, I hate movies. Hate TV. Hate it all. And I got to tell you, if I didn't play on my phone as much during it and I actually watched up, I bet I would like it more.
1: Um, I bet you, yes, there's going to be some cases of that, but there's also going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to sit here with my wife for another two hours. You know what I mean? Like, right, I guess it's easy for me to say stuff like that because right. I'm not married. Right,
0: right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, so I, I get it. But I'm telling you, I think concerts, like I understand the mentality of you feel like, well, I was there, and so I should be able to take this home with me. Now, people are making the argument to me that – Maynard's thing with a perfect circle is not about the fact. It's about stealing his stuff. That, that's what he's really all about. And I would tend to agree because a perfect circle is on streaming platforms, but Tool isn't. Right? Like, And I think it's because okay. he has more creative control over Tool than he does with a perfect circle or one of the other or something like that. I, I think there's something in that ironically Maynard's the one guy that doesn't give you anything from the stage to walk away from. Like you could take photos all night long. You're not going to see anything. I mean, so ironically he's the guy that does this. I just think there is a little bit of sometimes, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but sometimes in life rules or laws are there to protect you. And this is one of those moments where I think if they, if this was forced on you more, You would bitch and moan and scream and yell, but the more shows you went to, I think he'd be like, man, this is good. Because all I did Saturday night was think to myself of, man, this is like going to see a concert like when I was growing up, like when they were still good, like when it was like, yeah, I can't wait to go to that. And when it was like, you you talk to your friends the next day who didn't go, oh my God, what are you talking about? You should have been there. It was awesome. And now like you don't have to go to things anymore. Like, I don't have to go to Jay-Z last night. I didn't have to go to that. I watched the videos all morning during commercial breaks here on the program. i seen the Jay-Z show. It's pretty good. It was Hova. He was pretty good. Like, there's a little bit of this that I I, I think needs to come back a little bit. And I maintain that everybody always just says, oh, you're never going to get America to do it. A band that didn't tour in six years hasn't had a hit in 15 said it five times. They didn't even say it. A loudspeaker said it five times. 80% of the crowd obeyed. Nobody, I've sat up and people were like, well, maybe if you were sat back a little further, you would have seen more phones. I sat in section 210 upstairs. Nobody in my section was on their phone. Not once. I was like, dude, I, my head was on a swivel. I was looking for it. Didn't notice it. In between songs, set, I mean, dude, that place was pitch black. It was like old school. Like people my age right now are going, yeah, concerts. That's what they're saying. Because that's the way a concert is supposed to be. It's about them performing for you, not you capturing the performance. Buy a live DVD if that's what you want. Now a guy's making a good argument here. Maybe what the band does is record like a 45 second video and like four photos and put them up at their Facebook page as soon as the show's over. That way fans who were there like give you like a code or whatever and you can go get a moment from the show. That I would be all right with. But the wavings of the phones back and forth and the distraction and all this stuff, I'm just gonna tell you I saw probably a hundred shows this year. And A Perfect Circle was my favorite one, and they are by no means anywhere near my favorite band. But man, was that show good, because Maynard was a dick, because he knows better than you and I combined. More Sansbury Show and $1,000 up for grabs next. Hang on.
2: Hope you boys brought popcorn. The <laughs> Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Now
0: Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Every Monday at 8, we do it. We talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, how are you?
3: Doing well, man. Can't, uh, can't complain too much outside of this weather. It's kind of BS. Yeah,
0: yeah it's not great. Uh, got a shortened holiday week, though. We all like that. I know everybody's expecting me to go off on the Browns with you. And we're going <laughs> to. But I, I want to hold off on that because I've been reading a lot of articles over at your site, WaitingForNextYear.com. And I had, before the season had started, I'm talking Calves now, I had predicted that this would be a thing. And I was told by everybody, and I believe you yourself included, that I was making too much of it. But I'm reading sites and I'm reading articles at your site right now where people are like, "Dude, you got to cut Derrick Rose. It's no good. You got to figure it out. You got to get Derrick Rose out of here." And I was like, pretty early on this like, "Guys, I mean, we've seen the best of Derrick Rose and it's never really been the best of Derrick Rose. Like, what's going to happen there in the saga of Derrick Rose and the Cavs?"
3: Well, I don't know how they're better by cutting him. Um, you know, he's hurt for one. He can't he his, his ankle which he tweaked, you know, earlier this year. He just I don't know if he's coming back too soon. Or I mean, we've all had those kind of lingering issues where they seem like they're fine until they're not again. Fair. And I and I think when you're an NBA player, an ankle can be one of those. I mean, don't don't forget the game he re-injured himself against Milwaukee, I believe. Um, I think it was like nine of ten from the field or something. or no, against Washington, wasn't it? I think he was like eight of nine or nine of ten from the field. So like when he's healthy, it seems like he can score. The issue is he has 12 assists on the entire season, which for a point guard is not unacceptable. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, I mean, we 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 ragged on Kyrie Irving for being a, you know, occasionally a shoot first guy, and I mean the Derek Derek Rose not necessarily shoot first, and he's passing the ball, but he's he's always been a scoring point guard. Um, you know, so it's when you talk about fit he's not necessarily the fit you're looking for with this team. The The other issue is he was brought here to be the backup point guard. Um, you know, they, the Isaiah Thomas injury really throws a monkey wrench into things. So when you're talking about Isaiah Thomas or Derrick Rose, you you need him to be a better version of what Darren Williams was supposed to be. And I think he can be that, uh, much more so than Jose Calderon or or... Or whoever point guard you, you feel can, or guy, what guy can step in and be a point guard, whether it's Shumpert, whomever, um, you know. So cutting him, I don't know if it necessarily helps you, but he certainly hasn't been what this team needed him to be uh, while while waiting for it to get back. Yeah, I was gonna say expectations
0: are a big indicator of. I don't think your there. mic is on. Oh.
1: Uh, Yeah, expectations, a big indicator of happiness right there. And uh, the expectations of Derrick Rose have to be realistic. If you think he's going to come in and replace what Kyrie Irving did last year, yeah, you're going to be frustrated. But if you look at him, you know, like you said, once Isaiah Thomas comes back, there's going to be an opportunity at the very least for him to come off the bench. And hopefully that scoring will turn into something. Um, Isaiah Thomas just recently put out the book of Isaiah 2.0, I believe it was. What's a realistic timetable about him coming back out onto the court?
3: Uh he was doing full sprint yesterday um before you know while while uh while practicing and i i t- I take that as a good thing um which you know i I don't know the hip they're being very cautious with which you i think you have to be if you're the cavaliers um you know that book of Isaiah stuff was really captivating you know the guy seems like a genuine dude um which you know the city can really rally around you know we we tend to really love those you know. No, not not that he's a reclamation project, but coming back from what he came back from, whether it's the loss of his sister, whether it was you know being traded you know while while on vacation, whether you know you take your pick, I think the city can really rally around that. So they really need to make sure that he is good to go from a timetable standpoint, they were initially saying January, and uh, by all indications, it could be somewhere in December, which is well ahead of schedule well ahead of schedule. Um, I, but it could be December 3rd. It could be December 29th. You know, I, I don't know where, you know, where that window is. Um, but good news is each day that passes, we're closer to getting him back. And this team really needs him in a, in a bad way from a scoring standpoint and from a point guard standpoint.
0: One more Cavaliers note, friend of the program, actually, a guy we have on quite a bit, John Holland, uh, Canton Charge player, will be with your Cavaliers this evening for their game. Moving on to the Browns now. Lost 35 of 37 of the last games there, Scott. Like, um, this is what the media is focusing on, though, so far this morning that Isaiah Crowell. And Tayshon Gibson exchanged jerseys after the game like players will do from time to time. And Gibson had, like, thrown the Browns underneath the bus, and now people are all upset. Like, this is what we're talking about versus, like, well, Peyton Manning did, like, kind of, you know, come into the headlines pretty heavily after yesterday's game from what I'm hearing. And now MSN's reporting, like, they're legitimately making a move. Like, what do you know about this? Like, how, like, how far along in this process are we? Is Peyton going to be a reality?
3: Well, for anyone who's upset about the Crowell-Gibson thing, um, you're going to be on the wrong side of history here because these guys are only getting more and more close with one another. Um, Players, you you hear in the NBA all the time, it's a brotherhood. Um, These guys exchange jerseys. Um, Gibson had nothing bad to say about Cleveland. He had nothing bad to say about the team. Nothing bad to say about the players. He is anti-front office. And when you go through what you went through as as a free agent, I, I I can't say I blame him. Um, you know, the guy was a Pro Bowler, uh, staring down the barrel of a of a multi year extension, and then they slap a second year tender on him for like two million bucks, and then he so he he so he gladly went to went to Jacksonville, where now there he's he's one of the best defensive backs and one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. So um, that said, the Peyton Manning thing, I do I I, I think there's some smoke there. Um, I don't know what'll happen. Um, you saw in the CBS report yesterday that. There will be multiple teams looking for his services, which you wouldn't, you know, which would be expected. But in order for the Browns to be ones to be in the in the mix, Jimmy Haslam might have to give up some ownership stake. I mean, that's how bad a a four and forty three record is, you know, under wow. your ownership. People want to talk about tearing it down to build it back up, but when you have teams like the 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 Saints or the Titans, you know, in the thick of a playoff hunt, also willing to take him on, you know, the Browns suddenly don't look so good. Right. So yeah, they're. To Haslam, Haslam, and he go back. Well, you know, when when he was a teenager, but uh, when you, when you're talking about a career move, you know, if you're Peyton Manning, do you uh, want your legacy yeah. to be what Mike what Mike Holmgren's was? Right. Or do you want it to? Or do you want it to be you know a little more successful? Well, so we'll see that, what happens.
0: Not only that, but Jimmy Haslam's in a court battle with his other business right now, and everybody always says this to me. Well, he and Peyton Manning go way back. Right. Maybe Peyton Manning goes far enough back with Jimmy Haslam where he realizes that's not the kind of dude you want to be in business with. Maybe that's what he knows. Also, should be pointed out, Tennessee and New Orleans both have quarterbacks.
3: Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. And so yeah. when you have and re- a quarter- and pretty, and pretty, and pretty good ones, too. <laughs> right. And when I you- mean Mario Mariota threw a bunch of picks on Thursday, but he also hit three hundred and ten yards.
0: Right. I mean, so there's at least a building point there. I, I don't know that it that it's, you know, locked up that the Cleveland Browns will be will be where he wants to go. Now Peyton's got an ego, and maybe there and I've been making this case for it when maybe he looks at it and goes, Well, if I'm the guy that fixes it now, I'm like, you know, I'm solidified. Like there's ego that's gonna be built into that decision. I can maybe see that happening at this point. I don't care who they get, just get some Somebody, that thing needs to be turned around, and it needs to be turned around fast. Scott, I'm sorry. I'm up against the clock. I hate to do it to you. It's a, uh, But if I don't talk to you again before Thanksgiving, I want to you know, make sure you say you know, Happy Thanksgiving to your wife and kids, and have a great holiday, man.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: Have a great week. We'll talk to you again uh, Monday at 8 a.m. is when we will do that. Your next opportunity at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We have a uh, four-pack of tickets, I believe it is, for the Canton Charge game December 1st. We'll pass those out around 9.30. Another mention here, uh, good buddy of the program, John Holland, actually going to be playing, a Canton Charge player, going to be playing with your Cavaliers. This evening, he's uh one of the two-way players there.
1: Yeah, John Holland. Um, he uh he's going up to Detroit, and hopefully he uh, he finds some success up there, gets an opportunity to kind of show what he's worth, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it turns out good for the guy.
0: I saw him at the home opener, right? And the guy had pretty good seats, right? And so I walk in, I've sat, uh, you know, I was sitting down, and he was walking up to the bench after coming off the court, and he saw me, and he like kind of pointed, and was like, "Yo, man, good to see you." Yeah. And I was like, man, look at that guy that can play in the NBA remembered what I look like not my name (laughs) but what I look
2: like
0: that was pretty awesome so good luck to John Holland a little later this evening it's gonna be awesome I've been talking about this for a while where say what you want about the movies themselves but the trailers for comic book movies do their job oh yeah like I'm not all that interested to see Thor Ragnarok or whatever it's called but when I watch the trailer I'm like that looks awesome I've heard good things about that. Now, I'm not... I didn't like the first Thor movie. I didn't see the second. Yeah, I'm not a
1: huge fan of Thor as a character, but, like, I've heard good things about that one, so maybe it's worth it. Because here's here's what's going to happen for me, inevitably, is like, well, I don't really like it, so who cares? And I'll watch it on Netflix. Once it's on HBO or Netflix, I'll be like, That's who
0: I am, too. And Justice League's another one of these, right? which is from the DC universe. You get a little Batman there. You get a little bit of everybody there. Wonder Woman and the like. All right. Superman. Right. And this movie opened this weekend. And people were curious because Ben Affleck had been kind of like hoisted into this, you know, sexual harassment. The thing that's happening in this country right now where a woman's like, yeah, you know, he did this and he groped me and he, you know, grabbed me. And people were curious. Is this going to affect the Justice League's opening? Okay. And so they opened at 96 million. And if I'm reading this right, they're calling this a disappointing opening. Wow. Wow. And I, yeah, I guess. And so I said to Phantom before the show started, I said, Hey, I said, so 96 is disappointing. And I feel like you hit the nail on the head. And you're like, at this point for a comic book movie, if you open for under a hundred, the movie studios probably like hundreds where we need to be plus.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, to open. M- movie studios and movies in general make the more money, the newer they are, the more money they make. Not just based on like, hey, we sold the most tickets, but like percentage of box office that they're taking home with them is the further away you get from the release date, the less you get. That's why, you know, the Dollar Theater and, 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 and Canton will. Um, have like two month old movies because those are cheaper to play. They don't have to pay the movie company as much. much. So like that opening weekend for any movie is is super important, let alone a very high budget movie like this.
0: So you may remember that the critics hated Batman versus Superman. Yeah. The critics hated that movie. Also, did I? That movie was bad.
1: It, it was. It was just like every other superhero movie. Way too long. There was parts of it I liked, and I thought they got right. And then obviously the ending. I think everybody. You're just probably was right like, about that. Ugh.
0: Where it's like if you made me a 90 minute movie, I probably wouldn't be harping about how bad they are. If if you got me in and out of it pretty right. quick. But that movie opened at 133.7 million dollars. So as critics were telling everybody, look, it's not any good. People still went to the opening of that, in, in record number, well, huge numbers here. We're ninety six million. The, the the movie studio is saying, look, we're not happy about it.
1: That was the first look at Ben Affleck as Batman. So I wonder if the, oh. the negative, you know, you know, I mean, was that? Gotten,
0: I didn't walk away from that thinking that he was the issue.
1: It was not his fault. Same way with Suicide Squad, where people were like, that movie sucked, Ben Affleck sucks, and it's like, dude, that wasn't his fault. There was yeah. a lot of fault in that movie, but. But,
0: I, I'm not hanging that all on Affleck. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not walking away and thinking he's the worst Batman. He man.
1: was in a tough position, too, just coming out of the Christian Bale movies. No matter who came into those characters next, everyone was going to be like, oh, they suck.
0: Justice League pulled most of its way to Broad, where it launched to $185.5 million from 65 markets, boosting the worldwide debut to $281.5 million. Okay. Right? Hey, so, it's worldwide. billion
1: billion yeah. plus. That's pretty good, you'd think.
0: Going to make some money there. Disney and Marvel's Thor: Ragnarok filled to third place in a weekend with uh the, with uh, fell to third place in weekend three. Sorry, with twenty eight uh, one point eight million and apparently Wonder Woman's still like cleaning up at the box office. I didn't realize that movie was still in theaters, but probably like what the two dollar theater and the thing like that. It yeah. may. Wonder Woman made $30 million last weekend, $310 million internationally, uh, you know, worldwide. I thought
1: that was already out on, like, DVD and Blu-ray, so I'm surprised it's still in theaters, too. But maybe this is international that we're talking about. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: you can buy the movie now,
1: right? Yeah, I think think internationally. internationally is where it's all happening.
0: Yeah, a couple of other movies here. Daddy's Home 2, Murder on the Orient Express, The Star, which I don't know about. Um, uh, like a
1: Christmas, like Jesus, Jesus is uh, born movie. A
0: bad mom's Christmas, $6.9 million. Yeesh, that's a bad weekend. Now, that was going back to the well too many times. Bad mom's the original movie for a chick flick is so much better than you think it's going to be. It's a chick flick. It's cheesy. There's a bunch of that kind of stuff in there, but there was enough funny moments in bad moms, the original that, that made it funny enough. I think that's going back to the well too many times and then making it like a Christmas thing. Like I, that's a, that's a little nuts there. I haven't, I haven't seen a movie in a while. Like, no, actually the last thing I saw in the theater was blade runner 2049 and I didn't care for that, but I was never a huge lover of the original
1: Blade Runner either. So I think maybe I just missed the concept. Maybe it's just not for me. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, and I guess it's a big part of this is because tickets are more expensive than they've ever been before. But it'll be interesting to see what this Star Wars movie does. And this, yeah. I think, that'll be a fair line of like, well, is this a problem with movies right now? Is this a problem with theaters right now? Is this a problem with oversaturation of the marketplace when it comes to superhero Star Wars? All Every those
0: year, the same brands are the big movie of the year right, every right. year and so it's like at some point you gotta switch something around you would at least think a radio station in Florida is doing a giveaway that I can't believe we're still able to do in 2017 I can't believe it we'll get into that next on Rock 106.9
2: The Berry Show I have got to get in on this Rock 106.9 Hey guys you got Stan. Rock 106.9
0: and welcome back to The Berry Show on Rock 106.9, 9:30, we'll pass out a four-pack of tickets for the Can't Charge their game, December first, at the can Civic Center. Again, friend of the program, John Holland, Can't Charge player, going to be playing with the Cavs tonight. And then up uh, to Michigan to play uh,
1: the Pistons, I believe, right? Yeah, exciting stuff right there for John Holland. Uh, Shout out to him, and hopefully, you know, this turns into something good for him. It's the blessing and the curse of the G League. I want that dude on the Canton charge, but I also want him on the Cavs. You know, I want him to get a shot.
0: That is a tough thing there. It's it's hard. I like watching him here, but, you know, I, I I want what's best for John Holland, and I would like for him to be able to reach his dream, which is playing in the NBA, so that'd be awesome. So good luck to him. Radio stations, at least when I was growing up, were known for stunting. Now, I don't think stunts th- these days are probably all that good of an idea in the Sioux, is that appropriate, should we be doing this kind of culture. Actually, a lot of the radio stunting went away with the Wii for Wii, where when the Nintendo Wii was the big video game system, there was a station in California that had people drink water and hold their Wii, get it, for
1: the Wii. Well, somebody died.
0: And so I think a lot of radio stations were like, you know what, maybe we're out of the stunt for giveaway business.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, when when you're looking at it from a business perspective of like, dude, liabilities and assets here, I can understand why you would take that from the corporate view.
0: Yeah. Especially, you know, the world's just changed. Now, I have a reason to bring this up. And there's a station in Florida that's getting ready to do something, but in our very own building. Now, this isn't really a stunt as it happens every year this time of year. But our very own, My1017, my, uh, my Canton's My1017, has officially flipped to the Christmas music.
1: Is that the truth? It is the truth. Uh, is, that, is that what just happened? Mayor
0: Burnaby was actually in the building. And you know... I don't know, for like a mayoral proclamation
1: of Christmas, I don't know why the hell the mayor was here for that, but okay, he was. Ah, um, dude, you know, it's much like filling out a, uh, a an NCAA p- thing, it's like, dude, yeah, go in there, say Merry Christmas, and all of a sudden people are like, yeah, dude, Mayor Burnaby, he's not the worst right there, so I get it.
0: No, yeah, I mean, that's I mean I, I get it for him, I you know what I mean, it makes sense, that's, that's what politicking is, shaking babies, kissing hands in the way. He knows now, there was a study that just came out not that long ago that said actually listening to Christmas music is bad for your mental health. And I
1: would agree. Dude, you're not going to have a good time at the Christmas bar. <laughs> Dude, the uh, Christmas bar, you're going to
0: have a bad time. Yeah, but everybody's hammered at that. And that's true. I feel like target rich environment. So like that's how I'll muscle through that one. So I'm looking at my one of what's up, it's playlist here.
2: <laughs> I pulled it up. I got it. Okay. I have it here. All right.
0: And I was curious about what the first Christmas song of the day would be. Take a guess, Fantel. What was the first Christmas song my 1017 played?
1: Logically, Santa Claus is coming to town would make sense. I'm going with Santa. Last Christmas by Wham! Their
0: version of Last Christmas. Yeah. Now, there's a song that's scheduled to run here, and I'm sure my company's going to be unhappy with it. But it was all over... Last year, I remember we did the story because people were upset about this. That's how they started right there, a little wham, last Christmas. But in the rundown, in the first hour of the Christmas music, is a cover, albeit, but it's still the song, Baby It's Cold Outside. But you remember, there are people brought it up last year, or maybe even two years, I think it's probably been a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was a topic of conversation on this program last year that when you read the lyrics... To baby, it's cold outside. It comes off a little rapey, is what people <laughs> were saying. Yeah, and yeah. I had kind of like was like, eh, I think people are making too much of it, or whatever. Just it's a Christmas song. How bad could it be? But when you read it, it does kind of come off as a little graphic. And I'm surprised with like the what a hot topic that was last year, that that's still part of what the company is
1: going to do with their Christmas station. The whole thing to me is if I'm looking at it from the company perspective, that's such an easy like well, we just won't play it, nobody's really going to notice because we'll play, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and it it just avoids the problem. A little bit of looking down the field to me of like, well...
0: For me, it was like, is anybody going to be sitting there really thinking to myself, man, I've been listening to this for two days and they never played Baby, It's Cold Outside. That's that's not right. 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 That's not right. But if you do play it, there is going to be somebody that hears it and goes, oh, I don't know if you should be doing that in
2: 2017.
1: (sighs) Dude, I mean... It's the same radio station that plays Michael Jackson all the time, right? So it really doesn't matter. All right, let's move forward to somebody.
0: We're going to move forward to somebody else's radio station in Florida now. And I can't believe this is going to be a thing. Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah. A radio station is doing a a once-in-a-lifetime sweepstakes. Okay. Win a baby contest. B1039. Has opened up with win a baby contest. Did you work at B One O three nine? I did
1: not work at B one oh three nine, but I know like, I worked with the guys that are part of this story. Really? Big Mama and Adam Starr. Yeah, I worked for both of those dudes out in California. These are like these are like my dudes. Big Mama. Big Mama. Big Mama. It's a this large works. ticket to write for He says Big Mama,
0: the host of Big 1039's <laughs> Big Mama in the Wild Bunch.
2: Big Mama and the Wild Bunch. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've I've heard Big Mama. I have. Um, I, you can hear from my inflection in my voice. I'm not real impressed with Big Mama. It says we're giving you the opportunity not to have to worry about it. it says Big Mom and his wife Sarah have been trying for years to add to their family. My wife and I started going through in vitro, and we we're struggling to have a baby. They found their answer with that treatment, and that's what gave them the idea for the giveaway. I know the struggle's real here. He says so. I know what is, I know how we're going to change someone's life. They're partnering with IVFMD in Naples. And a couple other pharmacies in order to make this milestone sweepstakes happen. It's only ever been done in Canada. Never been done in the United States. I'd be careful of saying that. Everything on the radio has been done somewhere before. Welcome to the radio business. Porn star in the park. Howard did it at DC one oh one. You can tell me how it happened two years ago. Yeah, I was around the first time at DC one oh one. Big Mama, he says, This is just the big this is just the biggest giveaway I've done at B one oh three nine. This is the biggest giveaway I've done in twenty years of radio, he said applicants just have to submit a video that tells their story whoever wins is going to be someone with a heartfelt story going through the struggle it's not just going to be like caller 18 you randomly won tickets to go see taylor Swift. at it it says here the popular radio host they always like when you write that wants to encourage people to encourage their friends who might be going through something similar i'm just shocked the radio stations are willing to get involved in this in this area right now
1: um I, I mean, I guess it's like any other medical procedure that you could give away. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they haven't given away, you know, boob jobs and things like that. So uh, I know what you mean, but I'm not surprised. If I told you today that an iHeart station was going
0: to give away a boob job, you wouldn't be shocked by that? An
1: iHeart station? Yes. A Beasley station? No. I, you know what fair. I'm saying? That's, that is that's, fair. That's 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 the difference there to me. That is fair. Is you've got the you've got the the corporate giant iHeart, which is what we are and who we work for. And like, I'm glad to. It Has
0: to be a little bit more on their p's and q's than some other operations do. Right, right. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean,
1: Beasley owns probably like ten, fifteen radio stations, Tops. and when you do that, that's a lot, it opens you up to a lot more. You can do stuff where it's like with the corporation, no, we have to have lawyers look at it. We have to have this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, of course they're going to shut it down because, you know. Side
0: note. I think I only know one radio name worse than Big Mama. That name's pretty bad.
1: I mean, maybe if you were like a big, black, sassy woman and you were, hey, it's Big Mama in the middays, then I guess I could get it. But when you're just like a white dude in the middle of Florida and you're like, hey, it's Big Mama here, it always kind of made me like, what? what, <laughs> How are you my boss? For,
0: <laughs> for me, this feels like a holdover to a previous era. Oh, for sure. When this was like where this is a guy like... Mike Calta's one of these. Yep. Mike Calta same, same thing. Mike Calta yes, same Mike Calta is one of these, where he used to be Man Cow. Now, there's two Mancows. There's Eric Mankow Mueller, and then Mike Kelta was known as Mancow, and he dropped it after a while, and he just said, look, there just comes a time in the business where it's like, nobody's going to take me seriously if I'm using a 1980s radio name.
1: Free Beer and Hot Wings are facing the same thing, and it's like, dude, you guys, it's not even like, hey, it's the Free Beer and Hot Wings show with Jim and, and Terry. It's like, no, hey, I'm Free Beer, and hey, I'm Hot Wings, and it's like, dude, oh, my God.
0: So when I first moved to Oregon... Um. I had never really known of free beer and hot wings. Like I didn't know about that much. Right. So I moved to Oregon and like the local station there had carried them. 96. The new rock 96, nine, the rogue. Nobody plays more new rock than the rogue. And then they would go into STP's dead and bloated. They would brag about how they were your new rock juggernaut and then play dead and bloated, which was insane, but it was a pretty good radio station. Really aggressive. Actually, uh, it rocked a little harder than maybe it should. And I, um, I remember I was hearing promos and like people out there, you know, her used to be on the radio. Huh? I said, yeah. 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 For a little while, you know, it was all right. This and that. You should check out free beer and hot wings, man. They're pretty good. And so I checked out free beer and hot wings and my brother and I were listening to it in the truck on the way back on the way to the bar. And my brother's like, dude, thank God you got out of this business. Dude, listen how terrible these guys are. Five years later, Stan's <laughs>
1: like, back in the game, baby. I
0: mean, dude, those guys, I mean, dude, those guys are legitimately bad. I mean, they're, Bad. I don't know how that got nationally syndicated. Like, there are shows that I can listen to and be like, all right, yeah, I understand how people picked you up. Like, I get it. Um, I am just like, do they tried to stick all these names on me when I first got in this business? Like they, I remember once you couldn't even say it now, excuse me for it, but like they tried to they're like, we'll call you. Cause like retards were like the thing on the radio, you know what I mean? Stern had kind of like made that the thing and it was like retard Andy. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to be standing in the bar 10 years deep into my career with a microphone saying that I'm not doing it. And they were like, well, maybe you don't work here. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I don't work here. Like, I'm not doing that. That's not going to be a thing. And now I'm like, when I first, I said to my bosses at the time, I'm just going to use my name. And they were like, it's too long. It's too convoluted. People are, it's hard to say. It's hard to spell. People won't get it. And I remember saying to my boss then, who's no longer in the industry, ironically, I remember saying to him then I'm good enough to where I'll make them remember my name. And that's when he walked away and said, all right, that's, that's the answer I was looking for. That's the confidence I'm looking for coming out of my studio. You're damn right. Get in there, use your name. You'll be fine. And I think sometimes you may just gotta stand up for it. At this point in AB 1039, I would be like, dude, I'm 50. I gotta stop calling myself Big Mama. (laughs) Like, at some point, I'd be out of the Big Mama business. We have $1,000 up for grabs. Get your keyword next on Rock 1069.
2: The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ratio. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRBK.com. And we
1: have a $1,000 for you. We'll pass that out here uh, momentarily. 910 is when you'll get your next keyword. Cash money, dude. You need it. There's a lot of things you gotta spend money on coming up, man. It'd be nice if you had an extra oh, thousand right dollars. I totally there. agree. Dude, even if you just use that as like a thousand dollar buffer zone, even if you didn't really like, you know what? I'm still gonna do Christmas normal. I'm still gonna do Thanksgiving normal. I'm just gonna have a buffer zone going into the next year. Pff, that'd be nice. My plan
0: right now, like, I would want to go get fitted for new clubs and buy right. new golf clubs. I would not. My plan right now would be if somebody handed me a thousand dollars, is I would split it between both my accounts. I'd put some in my uh, some in my checking, All right. some in my savings, right. and then just kind of pretend I didn't have it, right. and then see what happens there.
1: But I don't know if I would able, actually be able to do that. Stansberry just hightailing Gatsby's baby. Gatsby's,
2: uh-huh. here I come!
0: I would, too. Apparently, how I'm texting is making me sound like a dick. Okay. And I didn't realize this. And I worry about that. As a communicator by trade, I'm great speaking to you. And my tone plays in a great deal of what I mean versus, you know what I mean, what what it may sound like to you when you're reading it. But apparently this is all about my punctuation. And I'm everybody's got like, like got their like bad grammar thing. Punctuation's totally right. mine. Right. There's like 17 forms of punctuation. I know like the question mark, the period, <laughs> the exclamation point, like braces and brackets and all that stuff. It, they must be, I, honestly I've written things long enough to where I should have needed them. Never used them once. Was it eclipses? There's a, like there's a ton of them, and I like there's I don't, all sorts of stuff, and yeah. I don't and I don't know how to use a single one of them. Right. Not a single. I'm terrible at. That
1: it. That means they don't have a purpose. If I don't understand it, they don't have a job to do. Okay.
0: Goddamn <laughs> Common Core, you
1: know <laughs> Punctuation. <laughs> common Core punctuation coming I, for your kids now. Okay. I, I need the four. I don't. <laughs> I don't need any of this new age Common Core punctuation. I don't need it. Semicolon. But
0: apparently, putting periods in text messages makes you sound like a dick. And I do this all the time. I just double space after like the last part of that
1: word, moving on,
0: start a new sentence here, and I just always have a period in there. And they're saying, this is bad etiquette.
1: Um, I, I double space as well, and I do it in tweets. I do it in, in text. And like, that's an antiquated thing. People don't double space anymore. That was a typewriter thing. And now that, like, you don't have to worry about that, people have said, well, you're not supposed to double space at all. Um, and I can see how that could happen. Um, I like, I'd rather, I'd rather come off as kind of like a dick by using like proper uh, English as opposed to like coming off as stupid by like slanging it up. Well, that's my
0: point to say this. Is why is it the person doing the thing writes the dick, but the person that doesn't know how to read punctuations like the genius?
1: Um, because text is an informal communication for the most part. Not anymore. Well, I
0: mean, uh- I mean, dude, we apply for jobs th- these ways now. We, we, you know what I mean? We, you break up with people in text messages now. Like, this is how it's no longer informal, it's how we communicate. You'll actually stare at your phone when somebody calls you and think to yourself, why in the hell are you caught right? It's, did, it's you might as well have a bomb in your hand when right. it rings. And at the end of the day, so like I get what you're saying. It started out as informal, but we've moved
1: the line. Um, I um I, I, I don't I'm not real slangy in any form of, of written like conversation just because I feel like that's what's going to lead me to um uh, to misinterpretation. That's what's going to lead to somebody reading me wrong is by using like. See, it, I may, I make that mistake a lot. I type the way I speak. Yeah. And I, I feel like you kind of have to like, no, you really need to be clear yeah. when it comes to. I need to do a better job of that because I write the way I speak. You sent me a text on Friday and I had just left and Stansbury needed the studio for something, which is where I usually am after the show. And Stansbury, like I'm almost home and I see this text pop up and at the next stoplight, I stop. Oh, yeah, and this I, is a good example. And right next, I stop and I look at it and Stansbury says, I'm done. And I that's think, all it said. And I think I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? He's lost his mind up there. Somebody somebody something happened within the building. And now he's like losing it, flipping over right. tables, screaming. And all
0: I was saying is, dude, the studio Studios, I'm
1: done. <laughs> open if you need <laughs> you it. You can use it if you want,
0: because I was still recording something in here. And I saw you walk past the window and I was like, all right. So he's just walking by to see like when I might be done. And then I got done. I walked through the building. I didn't see you. I was like, all right, well, he must be in the bathroom. So I'll just text him and be like, yo, dude, I'm done in there. I'm getting out of here. And I just simply said, I'm done. That was it.
1: And I sent you a text back like, dude, what happened? What's the matter? Blah blah blah, blah, blah. And I was like,
0: what the hell's he freaking out about?
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. We
0: figured it like out. this, one of the things they're saying here, but you got to, they say use punctuation, but periods are all bad. They're saying like, if a woman asks you if you want to have a drink and you just write back, sure, with no punctuation, she's thinking that you're being indifferent to it. Versus if you use, like, an exclamation point, like, now all of a sudden you're excited to have that drink with her.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. If we're giving one-word answers, if you're sure, period, well, then, yes, I can understand why that might seem a little bit like... I think that's people making too much of it. At least I get that. I mean, a one-word answer, you can not use punctuation. Sure, exclamation point, probably different. But sure, period, I guess I see how that's a little bit like, eh, sure.
0: I have a stupid question. Okay. They have those books for every subject there is. Yeah. Is there a punctuation for dummies book? Oh, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure if we uh I would know. like to
0: be better about that. I, I would like to know what braces are for.
1: I think it's called Not like, the ones for your teeth. I think it's called like the third grade reading and writing book, but like sure they, Honestly, I,
0: I I'm going to put myself out of here. <laughs> I would like a refresh a punctuation refresher course. I would like that. Honestly, that should be a thing in life. Like, I know what people are thinking. Like, we graduated. Yeah, but, dude, do you remember everything from school? Like, dude, I got to tell you, a refresher course on some basics might not be the worst thing for the adult mind.
1: Um, I mean, you can definitely sign up for the Khan Academy that does, like, anything from, like, kindergarten all the way up into, like, advanced, like, algebra. And so, a, what's that like, me, me and six felons? But, no, 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 no. It's just, like, this free online resource that you can use to teach yourself anything. So, it's out there for you. But, dude, you really gonna you really going to go home today. You're going to start looking over, like, punctuation notes and start doing speech. Spelling test? No, you're not. No.
0: Here's ironically, this is who I am as a person. I'm a pretty good speller. I'm a pretty. De- I, I am a decent speller, but I um, I will sit there. What will happen today, Fantone? Is will I do that? No, no. But I will sit there bored on my couch. And think to myself about what a pathetic loser I am for not doing that. Like, I'll sit there and think, I'm bored. I'm bored. I should do something right now. And I'll think, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And then I'll go, nah, I'm not doing that. And then the rest of the day, my evil brain will just attack itself for being lazy. Like, that's how, god damn it, my entire day's ruined now. We have a $1,000. Let's, let's get you hooked up right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword "luck" to 200-200. ROCK 1069.
0: Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on ROCK 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. Missed anything from this morning? Podcasted at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. We uh, mentioned this in passing earlier. Wanted to do, spend a little bit more time looking into it. As Marshawn Lynch I believe this was yesterday during the NFL football game he plays for the Oakland Raiders for those of you that don't know he sat for the U.S. National Anthem and then stood I believe for Mexico's National Anthem and the NFL kind of announcing that they're going to extend their Mexico play into what is it 2019 through 2021 right is essentially what it's going to be and so Trump had you know what he has to say about this you know he hates this situation he hates the kneeling and all that and um He's kind of alluded to like, you know, they should suspend him for the rest of the, the year or whatever. And then he said, you know, ratings and attendance are way down. And I said earlier this morning, and it's 100% true. It's a number on a piece of paper. You can absolutely look it up. The ratings for the NFL are not, are not off dramatically. They're not. And this is what I keep telling you. I'm in the ratings business. I am in the advertiser driven business. So I understand how this works. Okay. If the ratings of the NFL were as bad as people want you to believe, there would be a list a mile long of the advertisers who have left the NFL. Where's that list? Also, by the way, the people who are telling you about how the ratings are off for the NFL, they would be the first one showing you the list of the big name advertisers, the blue chips is what we refer to them as, that have left the NFL. Where's that list? That's right, there isn't one. This NFL boycott is not happening. So I said this morning, I can tell you about the ratings, because that I know about, because I looked into it, but I don't know about attendance overall. And so that got Fantome thinking. And he was like, look, man, I did a very simple search, easily done, and he has numbers
1: on attendance year to year. This is from uh, profootballreference.com which is a pretty reputable site I feel like when it comes to information on the surrounding NFL. the league okay yeah. so uh week 10 we do not have week 11 numbers out yet because that is not done yet but week 10 of 2016 versus uh week 10 of 2017 in 2016 over the course of the entire NFL and I granted there was a couple of buys there's always going to be buys as you get later into the season um last year over the entire course of week 10, every game, there was 969,335 fans that attended NFL games. So 900 and essentially 70,000 people there. Just under a million. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, yes, that was, that was the, uh, that was the, the 2017 Okay. the 2016 version is 978,000. So at this point, we're talking about an extra 10,000 people have attended NFL so, games week to week this year. So, so attendance, attendance is, up, is up. Is up. Is up.
0: Ratings are down 5%, but but uh, again, all programming on television is down 8%. So it's actually, th- there's less of a fall off than, what, than the rest of what's on television.
1: You look at NASCAR, you look at NBA, you look at every other professional sports avenue, they're either facing the same predicament or worse. I've been
0: on this forever. The NFL boycott is not happening. I know your friend tells you. I know, you, I know what your friend tells you. And here's what I notice is that the people who tell me they're boycotting the NFL are the ones that tweet me the most to talk to me about the NFL. So what are you boycotting? Are you boycotting the game? Fine. You're still enthralled with the product. The NFL has still made you a fan on some level of the product.
1: I can't tell you how many people I've seen like, dude, boycott in the NFL, never going to watch it again, never going to be a part of this, this shenanigans again. And then those exact same people, boy, the Browns suck. The Browns are the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah, how do you know you believe how terrible the Browns are? And it's like, well, <laughs> yes, because I watch the games. But I mean, I did not watch the game yesterday. And I guess by now you would
0: know the Browns were bad whether you watched it or not. So, like, you know what I mean? But still, point still taken. If you're boycotting something, the last thing you want to do is further conversation about it. Now, here's why I don't care about what Marshawn Lynch did yesterday. I got a new system for athletes. In America, I think you're going to like this one. It used to be Athlete pulled over, pound of cocaine in the glove box, Glock in the car, who cares? He's a fantastic Dallas Cowboy. We'll get him out of it. Right. Why? Right. Because of his performance on the field. Right. Okay. So my new statement is this. Marshawn, you want to sit? I don't care until you play well. I don't care. Your on the field performance all year has been abysmal at best. You've been lackluster. You've been an awful signing. You didn't do what everybody thought you were going to do in the Raiders uniform, so I don't care about what you have to say or do. It used to be we would look the other way because of how good you are. Well, I'm not paying attention to anything you do now unless you're really, really good. Unless you're really, really good, I don't want to hear about police forces. I don't want to hear about kneeling. I don't want to hear about it all. Shut up. Be better. Then I'll listen. That's how we let you off the hook. For 50 years in this country It's how we kept your asses out of jail When you got pulled over doing things you shouldn't do It's how we did it all Was by looking the other way Because your talents were so good Well, Marshawn, when you go back to running the ball really well That's when I'll start caring about what it is you care about off the field Same system going to apply I'm flipping it And I'm going to apply it that way now You want me to care about you? You want me to listen to you? You want me to listen to your platform? Which isn't yours, by the way Be better And I'll listen I'm done. So who are you listening to this year? Honestly, nobody. (laughs) Honestly, I haven't been paying as much attention to the NFL as I used to. And I haven't bet a game since I cut the cord. Because honestly, I don't want to I want to watch it if I'm gonna bet it. And I missed TV all day yesterday. I can't I mean all week, it doesn't matter. But Sunday, there's something about football. I said it this morning, and this is why the boycott's never going to work. You know what football is? It's meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's a warm blanket on a, on a snowy Saturday. It's, it's, it's comfort. You just know it. It's been there for you forever. Over delivers in the entertainment factor. That's why the boycott's never gonna work. It's ingrained. It's America's game. It's just the way it is. Attendance and ratings way down. No, they're not. No, they're not. Look at what happened to Papa John's. Guess where he is now. Right back to the NFL. Right back to the NFL. Why? Why? Because the NFL is a ratings juggernaut. Boycotting the NFL. No, you're not. You're not even close. You're not even coming close to it.
1: I will say with. Trump specifically calling out Marshawn Lynch via Twitter, you just sold 200,000 Marshawn Lynch jerseys. Yes. Absolutely (laughs) right. You you did that. Absolutely. What I always say,
0: whatever you boycott, whatever you protest against, you end up bolstering it on the other side. That's what I'm constantly always saying. I just, you're still watching the games. 15 million viewers per week. It's still top of the pops. Dwarfs everything else on television. It's not even close. I wish though that they would worry more the NFL. About getting the games here right versus moving the game into London and Mexico and all that stuff. Figure out Thursday night football whether or not it works. Figure out Monday night football. Get the games and the matchups better. Like I think that there is an oversaturation problem with the NFL, and I think that that's more why the ratings are down. Is that you know you got ten games on Sunday, a game on Monday, a game on Thursday, then come playoffs you got games on Saturday, some games on Sunday. There's just there's too much of it maybe. I would rather have them rework their system, and I would rather see them double down on their fan bases and small communities in America. Like I always say this about Colorado. You go from Colorado to California, it's all Broncos fans because it's the only franchise you have there. I would much rather see you take an NFL product on the road. Take it to Boise, Idaho. Take it to Lincoln, Nebraska. Play in some big college Stadiums and give some of your local fan bases access to the NFL game versus giving it to Mexico, who probably ultimately doesn't want it. Not as much as they want soccer, much like we don't want soccer as much as we want the NFL. I'm not knocking anybody, I'm just saying that's the reality of it. I would much rather see the NFL cater to their small market audience than go to, to try to find another country and convince them that this is the sport they're going to like. That's just me. We'll end the program by getting you hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Can Charge, their game, on December the 1st. We'll also tell you where you need to be December the 1st before that game. Next on Rock 106.9. The
2: Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Looking ahead at tomorrow, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Rocksino. Their new fallout boy, new Colt Ford, Who's playing uh, here in the area? Nice. Coming up soon. I'm, dude. Your boy likes Colt Ford. I yeah. may go to that. Yeah, I like Colt Ford too, dude. It's hard not to. Yeah, there's some about Colt that's all uh-huh. right. And then new Papa Roach, "Born for Greatness" is their new one. We'll take a listen to that. See if that's any good. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I always like. I, I try to give uh, Jacoby the better. You know, like um, I don't know, like a, a little room. I, I like him because I've I've met him a handful of times and he was always really great. Like really respected radio, radio would thank you for playing the record. Was always every time we did like a meet and greet with him goes above and beyond to be nice to the people who yeah. listen to his music. Yeah. Like
1: he's just a good dude like that. Some dudes at meet meet and greet suck. He did not. I can remember him like not only like all right, hey, I'll sign this and take a picture with you, but like trying to make a connection with that asks with, about you with that audience member. And it's like, dude, you don't have to do that. No,
0: he talked music with with a bunch of listeners when we took him backstage once. I mean, he was just really good.
1: Whatever the. last last song we had for them from New Turd Tuesday, I felt like it was all right. It wasn't a hit. It's not like it did anything, but I thought it was all right. But who knows? Maybe it'll be good tomorrow. Is that Burn, maybe? I can't or remember. Or Gravity? I can't remember. Last it's Resort, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I don't Scars? Know I don't know. Oh, dude, what a good song that was. Scars
0: was a pretty good record. Pretty good song there for uh, Radio Rock Band. December 1st is Long Haul Against Hunger. Fanton and I both will broadcast live from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock that evening. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip. All to help out. Ultimately, families in Stark County. Right. But the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank gets involved with this and helps us out a great deal. I wish I had the numbers in front of me. Maybe I'll have my boss pull those from last year, get them to me so we can make some announcements uh, uh, um, of how we did last year. I know it was a, it was a lot last year. It was a record setter. It was a record setter. as We set the record the year before, and uh-huh. then last year you guys came over top of it, and uh-huh. I, uh, I would hope to do it again. For those of you that don't remember, we'll tell you the story. And I had an evil plan, and it totally worked out. And it, and it went in. and it went. In, God, I wish you could see my eyes roll right now. It went in, and it ended up being a two-year bit. And it was a plan. So Phantom okay. brought a box in the first year we were doing this. And
1: or I think it was the second year. It was, it, was, it was actually our second year. Which is what I'm going to ask you guys to do is to bring a box and set it in your break room. And then you can start to you know, get your coworkers involved. You can get the people you know involved. It's bigger than just you going and buying you know, $5 worth of groceries.
0: We have a, uh, we have a very dedicated listener um, Mallory, who, uh, mm-hmm. she's the embalmer, embalmer Mallory. Okay, okay. Uh, she's already got a box at her workplace. She's already getting people to do it.
1: Thank you, Mallory. Right?
0: So, Fantone brought one of these boxes, and he was, like, you know, kind of guilting the staff into, like, donating.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to just guilt you into it. No, you you want to do this, but okay, I was guilting them.
0: And I got hungry one morning, and I was like, I got a great idea. There was Easy Mac in there, and I was like, oh, my God. What I'll do is I'll eat one of the Easy Mac cups which I'll obviously replace... I was like, and we'll kind of make a joke about it, and next thing you know, it'll turn into this big, th- huge thing. And sure enough, the, the the year we did that, we had a mountain of macaroni and cheese. Like, there's photos of me at WRQK.com. You can't even see me behind the mountain. I mean, that's how big
1: it was. Lies. I mean, this, yes, so the macaroni and cheese mountain existed, but do not let him tell you for one second that this was his great Pre-planned. Plan. Oh, this was Sandsbury. Pre-planned. Was looking down the field, figuring had a out plan. lies. Had a plan.
0: Lies. Had a plan. Was hungry, needed to eat. Borrowed a mac and cheese cup, an Easy Mac cup, which, by the way, I ended up buying like $200 worth of Easy Mac that year and putting it in there.
1: Could have been $200 plus one. Yeah, well, I hate you. And I... uh,
0: (laughs) And so, like, Easy Mac is definitely one of those things that's definitely, um, it, it's a good donation item for the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank.
1: It's so easy for kids to make. That's kind of one of the things that, like, makes it great is that, you know, you don't necessarily know with a box of mac and cheese, do they have access to a milk, stove, butter, make milk, stove, butter, all that right. stuff, right? Where it's like, dude, you got tap water and you got a microwave. So it's something that's what to made it there, so awesome. So, yeah. So, dude, and and, and don't, 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 don't start to put yourself in this martyrdom of like, oh, stand. I'm a martyr. Lie down on the cross, eating the mac and cheese. No, I got. I mean, I got lambasted
0: over that, and I got to tell you, a bunch of people in the area got to eat mac and cheese because of that. So, we'll see you guys December first. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the strip from six o'clock that morning till seven o'clock in the evening. Um, we always have, like, concert tickets and that yeah. kind of stuff to give away and all that stuff. I don't know the details on that as of yet, but we always have that kind of stuff, and that's not really why you guys come out. You come out to show off your generosity and help you, uh, you know, your fellow uh, neighbors and the like. More people are food insecure than you realize, and this is a great event. We do it every year to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. We can't wait to be part of that December 1st up at the Giant Eagle on the Strip. Also, December the 1st, the Canton Charge are playing that evening, and we have a four-pack of tickets. Let's send you. We'll take caller 17 right now, one eight hundred two four three. 243 7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on rock 1069. However, stick around because Teresa has your next opportunity. Well, to buy a car and to uh and to get hooked up with a <laughs> to get hooked up with a thousand dollars at 1010. Teresa gives you your next keyword. Stick around.
2: you Boys brought popcorn to Stan's Ferry show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069.
0: Hey guys, you guys us right here for North Kenton Collision. The folks you call, if you've been into collision,